In Mark chapter 5, Jesus and his disciples, the Bible said, they, in Mark chapter 4, the Bible said that they, they went through this incredible storm. And his, the disciples freaked out because the waves were as tall as the boat. They were coming into the boat and they started drowning the boat. And Jesus was asleep and his disciples came and said, Lord, do you not care that we're dying? Get up! Jesus wakes up, turns around, looks at him funny and says, Shh, be quiet, peace be still. And the storm chilled out. And Jesus said, oh, you of little faith. Y'all know the story. The chapter closes and Mark chapter five opens and Jesus steps out of the boat after the storm on the other side. When I was reading this, I've read this a thousand times, Brittany, a thousand times. It's like my favorite portion of scripture, this next chapter five of Mark. And the Lord spoke to me and said, your 2023 was the storm. <laughs> but I brought you through the storm and you remained faithful because I was bringing you to a place where deliverance was about to flow. And some of you, your 23, the Lord spoke to me, Elder Johnson, he said 23 was going to be your the elevation. Remember, we've been saying that. Little did I know, what he was saying to me was elevation meant you're just going to be able to stand through it. You weren't going to be knocked on your back. You would be able to stand and you would be able to breathe and you'd weather the storm. That's what he spoke to me like, like two months ago. I said, what are you talking about, Jesus? You're going to get through the storm of 23 but I'm closing that chapter. And now you're gonna drop some things, you're gonna stop some things, and you're gonna roll into Mark chapter number five. Mark chapter, Mark chapter four was 23. Mark chapter five is 2024. Now this ain't the word of the Lord that God gave me for 24. I'll give you that on the next Sunday. Next Sunday's Vision Sunday, don't miss it. I got the word of the Lord for you for next Sunday. But, but, but tonight I wanna, I wanna share with you what he gave me. And the Bible said in Mark chapter five that when Jesus got out of the boat and he stepped off the boat on the other side, that there was this man who was possessed of a legion of demons, which theologians believe that meant up to 2,000 demons came to Jesus. And the Bible said this man ran to him he fell before him, he bowed before him, and he, he asked him, Lord, set me free. So the first thing you got to understand is getting free is easy. Staying free, that's another story. The Bible talks of Egypt when the children of Israel left Egypt, and Egypt represents bondage, and we can all get in bondage really quick. Some of y'all in bondage tonight, I know, I know, I see you, that's why I'm here. That's going to set you free. And I, I, I sent this thing to Birdo, and then I'm about to come up here to get ready to preach, and I see somebody on Instagram posting the same thing that's in my notes. I was kind of mad. I was like, Lord, this is so good. I thought it was mine. <laughs> he said, no, son, it's mine. And I'm giving it to who I want to give it to. I said, you, you, hey, you know, you know. Everybody said he brought me out of Egypt. Come on, say it again. He brought me out of Egypt. Each Egypt represents bondage, right? And here's this guy living in a graveyard, Egypt. He's living in Egypt. And help me, Jesus. Can you put that up there, Berto? Because I, I can't remember it from my memory. There you go. Getting out of Egypt takes deliverance. Staying out of Egypt takes discipline. Boy, I thought God gave that just to me. I was excited. Then I saw it on Instagram. I was so mad. I said, man, that's really good. Getting out of Egypt takes deliverance. Staying out of Egypt takes, everybody shout, discipline. discipline. So here's this guy, everybody say, living in a graveyard. Living in a graveyard. 
living in a graveyard, living in a grave, y'all. Big old tomb. Cutting himself. Can't sub- nobody could subdue him, the Bible said. They couldn't restrain him. And a lot of you who come here tonight, you got things in your life you can't subdue and you can't restrain. You are totally bound to it. You are totally addicted to it. But God is calling you out of the graveyard. God is calling you out of Egypt. Look at your neighbor and say, he's calling us, both of us. we got to get out of Egypt. He's calling you out of, come on somebody, vaping. He's calling you out of lying. He's calling you out of telling, telling lies and making up stories. He's calling you out of pornography. He's calling out of you from being deceptive, from you operating in manipulation with emotion. He's calling you out of all of that. He's calling you out of cycles of drama, cycles of chaos, cycles of crazy relationships. God is calling you out the graveyard. So he runs to Jesus. He sees Jesus. He runs to Jesus. He bows before him. Deliverance. The first thing we got to do is we got to look to the Lord. If you want to be free in 2024, put your attention on him. Come on, y'all make me nervous because we're going into an election year and I get nervous with Christians because y'all are mean, not y'all, but other people who left our church. They they was mean on social media. There's Democrats and Republicans in here right now. What? Yes, it's true. Can you believe it? They're both saved. Y'all. Yeah. Come on. I don't put politics before kingdom. Just to let you know. So if you're rude and disrespectful, you need to come out the graveyard because you're putting, you're putting politics over kingdom. We don't put race over kingdom. I said that even louder. Come on, somebody. I don't put my whiteness over the Bible, my Mexicanness over the Bible, or my blackness over the Bible. Kingdom first. You got to come up out that graveyard. Y'all see. Nope. Uh, I, I hear you. Yeah, I see you. I'm not, I'm not biracial first. I'm a Christian. <laughs> Just push your neighbor there way up tight. Now, all of a sudden, say, come out the graveyard. Because they got to come out the graveyard. I'm telling you, Bree will cut you. Don't mess with me. I'm not, you shouldn't be afraid of Chris. Be afraid of Bree. I'm letting him know, Miss Brie, okay? Banana pudding, subliminal, okay. And so, <laughs> so this man comes out the graveyard. He sees Jesus because he heard of Jesus. He had to have heard of him. He runs to Christ and he worships. If you want to be free in 24, get your affection on heaven. Get your eyes off the earth for just a minute. Get your attention heavenly. Come on. Get alone with Jesus every day. I've gone back to my roots, and I don't know if you can tell. I hope you can tell, but I have gone back to my roots. Minister Drew don't even know what he did this year. He gave me a piano, and it's a good piano. I sit down in my, my I sit down in my office. We have like a worship room and a, and a studio at my house, which I will be on tomorrow. Dominion TV. If you didn't know that, it'll be posted online. They asked me to be on there tomorrow live. It'll be all over the world, and and it'll be really awesome. By the way, my video reels on Instagram in 2023 alone reached 2.6 million people. What? what? Oh no, I'm sorry. Had 2.6 million plays. That's crazy. I go down in that room, Minister Drew, one of the best gifts, one of the best gifts someone gave me, sorry, honey, I don't, I don't mean to throw it under the bus, but this year, 
One of the best gifts. I go down there. I sit behind that piano. I just start playing this right here. I worship you, Jesus. I worship you. I worship you. You're all I want. You're all I need. You're everything. You're all I want. You're all I need, Jesus. I set my attention heavenly. You will never maintain victory if you stay earthly. You got to get your eyes on Jesus. He came out of the graveyard because he saw the Lord. And if you want to come out of bondage, you got to look to Jesus. Don't be a professional churchgoer. Serve God. Look to Jesus. He looked to him. He ran to him. And then he fell before him. I want to say something. I don't want to hurt your feelings. But there's such a spirit of pride in the American church. We've made church about us. Come on, talk to me. Well, I'm not going to worship unless you sing my song. I'm only going to come if you're talking about what I want you to talk about. I'm not going to serve because I want to come. We've made church about us. This is not the people's church. Jesus resists the proud, but draws close. The humble are on his radar. And then four things took place because getting free is easy. That's how you get free. Well, the question then comes, how do I stay free? That's the hard part. Come on in here. Be honest. Come on, talk to me. Staying out of Egypt is the difficult part. We'll be, we'll be having a good day. We skipped prayer a couple days. We didn't read the Bible two days in a row. We just mind our own business, and all of a sudden we see Egypt. We're like, hey, how you doing? You're looking good, Egypt, from over here. Some of you men sit down at your desk at work. Your door is open, and you look out your door across the hallway, and there she is, Egypt, sitting over there batting her big old 12-foot eyelashes at you. I wonder how some women can see. Like, I'm serious. Like, I'm, I've been to stores. I'm like, can you, can, hello, can you see me? They're like, baby. The funniest when y'all get entangled. That's funny. part's getting out of Egypt. The hard part's staying out of Egypt. Come on in here. The easy part's coming to the altar, having people anoint you with oil, and you lay the cigarettes on the floor and you smash on them. The hard part's getting in your car and going home with the extra pack in the back seat. What? The rest of y'all lying. But if you want to come out of the graveyard and stay out of the graveyard, you need to do the four things this man did. Everybody say number one. Help me out, Birdo, because thank you, because I don't have my notes. Number one, you got to clothe yourself. You got to clothe yourself. Thank you for helping me. It helps a lot. You, the, the ministry is amazing. You got to clothe yourself. I think we got a lot of naked Christians coming to church. Good night. Have a good night. Good to see you. I'm going to leave you on that note. No. This man who had been possessed by the legion of demons was sitting there clothed. Paul told us in the book of Ephesians, here's what he said. Throw that up there for me, Berto, help me out. Ephesians, there you go. 
Finally, my brother, be strong in the Lord and his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God. Come on, somebody. So that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. You will not win in 24 if you walk around spiritually naked. Therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when the evil day comes, and it's coming, honey, you may be able to stand your ground. After you've done everything, stand. Stand firm then. He keeps saying stand. With the belt of truth buckled. Now, we got a lot of people come to church. They don't have any truth surrounding them like a, a buckle. What happens if you don't have your belt on, men? Your pants fall down. You'll be in trouble. You don't want your pants to fall down. We said this guy come to church, he'd start praising the Lord. He'd stand up like start praising his. His pants would fall down. Chop would have to go behind him and pull him up. True story. Are you surrounded with truth? Come on in here. Because if you're surrounded with truth, oh, should I say it? I don't know if I should say it, Lord. If you're surrounded with truth, truth, you can't vote for abortion doctors. You can't. Because there's truth surrounding you. Well, that offended me. You don't have truth surrounding you. Put on the breastplate of righteousness. How are you living your life? Holy or dirty? Pure or with motive? D Come on, church. I didn't say perfect. I said pure. Or with motive. You, you can cross every T and dot every I and be a manipulative witchcraft witch up in the church. Come on in here. What's your motive? Are you pure of heart? Those are who see God. Righteousness means doing it God's way. Then he says, you got to put on your feet and be, be fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. We as Christians are called to do two things. Number one, preach to our friends. And number two, serve each other. My job as a pastor is to equip you to do the service part for the saints in the house of God. In addition to this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Let me ask you, are you clothed today? What in your life requires faith in God for you to do it? I, I didn't say, I'm not talking about going to church. I don't require faith. All that takes is a Chevy or, or a BMW or a Cadillac Escalade. Can I get a witness, somebody? Ooh, I felt the Holy Ghost. I see you, I see you. Praise God. What in your life proves that you have faith? What are you doing for Jesus that proves you have faith? That's pretty powerful. Then he says, take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. See, we got a lot of Christians coming to church. All they got is helmets on. Naked in the spirit. I'm saved, but you don't pray. I'm saved, but you don't know the Bible. I'm saved, but your sword of the spirit is as dull as dull can be. Trying to, I want victory. What, what, what's the word God gave you? I don't have one. Your sword's dull. You won't have victory in 24. 
But at this church, we're going to see some people with more than just a helmet on. We're going to see some people with some truth on. We're going to see some people with a breastplate of righteousness on. We're not just going to win. We're going to fight with our sword of the spirit. And we're going to believe God that the supernatural is going to take place here. And we're going to be free. And we're going to stay free. Let the church say amen. amen. All right, number one, say put your clothes on. Number two, the second thing he did was you got to get the right mind. They used to say growing up in the church, stop that stinking thinking. You got to retrain your brain. Mark chapter 5, verse 15, the Bible said, after this demon came out, this guy, demons, the man was sitting there perfectly sane and in his right mind. Romans chapter number 12 and verse 2 says, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. You see, a stronghold is the way that you think that you think is right, but it could be wrong. And just because our parents taught it to us, don't make that the gospel. Just because it's our family's way, don't make that the gospel. Because I learned growing up, there's a lot of things I was taught that wasn't God. And just because I'm told it's right, that may not be what the truth says. So if you want to walk in freedom in 24, you got to be available to God to allow him to change the way you think. You, you can't change the way you think with, with people laying hands on you at the altar and seeing you knocked down on the floor and anointing you with oil look like you've been swimming at the KFC grease pit. You, 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 got, to, you got to get some truth around your belt. Come on in here. You got to be transformed. Metamorphosized is a word. Change like a butterfly in a cocoon. You got to become metamorphosized in the way that you think. See, a lot of you, you feel like everybody left you in 23, but could, could it be that in 23 that God was just taking you to a place of isolation to metamorphosize you, to change you from a caterpillar into a beautiful butterfly? You can only do that through the word of God. How do we know that? Because Ephesians 5.26 says, we do this by the washing of the water through the word of God if you want the Lord to change the way you think you got to pick up the sword of the spirit and get in the word of God and stay free in 24 so I better say clothe yourself get your right mind move forward here's number four watch number four number four number four or number three I'm sorry move forward did I say move forward I didn't say move forward number three is move forward see I need my notes but it's okay number three move forward mark chapter 519 Jesus tells this guy, because this guy said to him, he said, Jesus, I want to go home with you. He said, no. If you study through the scriptures, the majority of people that came to Jesus to say, hey, can I be one of your disciples? He said, no. He chose his disciples. His disciples didn't choose him. Many are called, few are. He said, no, leave this grave and go home to your family. You want to stay free and you want to be free and stay free. You're going to have to leave the graveyard behind you. Because the graveyard has a residue. You, you, you're going to have to get the graveyard off your phone. Well, Pastor, I don't want to go to a flip phone because I like, I like my apps. Yeah, but your apps are sending you to hell. You got to get the graveyard off of you. you. Some of you married folks need to get the graveyard out of your home. You've not made that place a house of prayer. You've made it a den of thieves. When was the last time, husband, you took your wife by the hand and said, let's pray real quick. Daughter, come here, let's pray. Son, come here, let's pray real quick. Hey, the Lord's been speaking this into my heart. I tell my wife, I just told her today, oh, God gave me revelation. Listen to this, babe. 
We are the priests of our homes, men. Come on. We can't let the graveyard in our homes, through our phones, through our TVs, through the music we listen to, through the knuckleheads we hang out with. In 2024, God is going to start leading you and convicting you to say goodbye to some things and goodbye to some people and leave the grave and go toward your purpose. Pastor, I think I can just, you know, keep this in my back pocket. Well, the Bible says, as a dog returneth to his vomit, so a fool returns to his folly. Whatever's causing you to mess up, I want to encourage you, excommunicate it from your life. Get rid of it. Come on. If you're not strong enough to have a cell phone, get rid of your phone. Well, Pastor, do you know the day we live in? Your eternity's better than the day we live in. Come on in here. You better help me preach. Well, pastor, I always buy this on the sneak. Well, then have your spouse take your debit card and give you a cash allowance. Hello? Get the Tinder app off your phone. Stop swiping. I keep attracting all these men. Well, what's the sign in the front yard? What are you advertising? Get the residue of the graveyard off your life. You will attract what you advertise. Clothe yourself. Get your right mind. Move forward. And number four, share publicly your testimony of freedom. Tell people what Jesus did in your life. My wife, my wife's so precious because Christmas this year was really sketchy for me. It was kind of all over the place. Because I love Christmas. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Isn't it, MD? It is. And I'm not dreaming of a white Christmas. I'm dreaming of a multicultural one. I thought, it was, I thought it was funnier than that. But anyway. I'm dreaming of a multicultural Christmas. Every Christmas time I know. So I love Christmas. But this year for Christmas, it was a little rough around our house. Because I was lonesome for a lot of the people that left our church in 23. And Miss Bree, she's so precious. She said, how you doing, pastor? I said, well, she said, Bishop. She said, how you doing, Bishop? I said, I'm doing okay. I'm doing good. I'm doing, you know, I'm doing good. I'm doing, I'm doing good. And the Lord said, you're lying to her. Just tell her the truth. I said, I'm not doing good. <laughs> she goes, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> Here's some banana pudding. <laughs> Sometimes when you get out of yourself, and you minister to others, the victory comes. So I'm so honored I get to be a bishop in the Lord's church, and that means I get to connect to other pastors. And So I made up my mind. I said, I'm not going to feel this way this Christmas. i got to do something to get this off of me. I said, Lord, help. what do I do? He said, call and encourage other pastors. So I called 30 pastors, 30 of them. I said, let me tell you my testimony. God's been good to me in 23. I said, I looked around my church, son. It was jam-packed. And the same God that did it for me is going to do it for you. Can I pray for you? Oh, please pray. It's been a rough year. I know. Let me send you some banana pudding. <laughs> when you share your testimony, the Bible said you overcome by the blood of the lamb and by the word of your testimony. Getting free is not, not, not that hard. Staying free is. How do we stay free? You got to put on the armor of God, the full armor of God. 
you got to get your mind right. What you change in time, and the mind will change in time. What you start developing up here will change in time. Come on. Come on, help me, church. I made up in my mind that I'm going to be the best leader I can be in 2024. I am. I'm, I'm, I'm going to own my mistakes, take it on the chin like a champ, stick out my chest, and preach flat-footed with my back up against the wall and see people come into the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. That's what I'm doing at 24. You know why? Cahill has to pay. Sevenfold, the Bible said. Recompense. Sevenfold. Hell has to pay. Get in your right mind. We're doing good as a church. You got to get in your right mind. <laughs> that did not sound like you thought that. Three people clap. Praise God. We're doing good as a church. Thank you, Elder Matthew McCarroll. We have to move forward from the graveyard. He can't stay there. Drop the residue. Do you think that man went back to that tomb and grabbed all the stones that he used to cut himself? All the chains that was on the floor when they were trying? No, he left all that behind. Loose it. Drop it. And roll on. Then share your public testimony of freedom, goodness, and grace.